What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode 28 of Lockdown Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. Well, we've made it to Friday. I hope everyone out there has remained safe. I hope I hope that all of your loved ones have been safe during these very difficult times. Today, we are talking about the 16th best game of the last decade, and this one is very recent. It comes to us from October 9th, 2019, Game 5, the deciding game of the National League Divisional Series between the Washington Nationals and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers came into this series as the favorites to win the National League for the third year in a row, 106 wins and the regular season, the Nationals had been the the second hottest team in baseball besides the Astros in the second half after getting off to a pitiful 19 and 31 start. They ended up finishing 93 and 69. We talked about that National League wild card game they won that rally off of Josh Hader in the bottom of the eighth inning. So they had a fair amount of momentum going into the series. They would lose Game One behind a tremendous effort. By Walker Bueller. They came back in one game two. Strasburg outdueled uh, Kershaw in that ball game. Game three, uh, Corbin came out of the pen and got blowed up. Dodgers won that one 10 to four. And then game four was a weird game. Scherzer on the mound for the Nationals pitched great. The Dodgers like kind of punted it, it seemed. It didn't seem like they were all there mentally, at least offensively. And then from a pitching standpoint, Rich Hill was on a very short leash. You had some weird pitching changes in that game. I don't know. It seemed like the Dodgers were fully prepared uh, to take this thing back to L.A., go to a Game 5 where the Nationals— Game 5 in the National League Divisional Series had been historically a a nightmare for the Washington Nationals, having lost Game 5 of the National League— Divisional Series at home in 2012, 2016, and 2017. In 2016, they lost to the Dodgers in the game we talked about last week. So a lot at stake here on the mound. You had Steven Strasburg for the Nationals and Walker Bueller for the Dodgers. You had a feeling this is probably going to be a low-scoring game. And both these pitchers had pitched very well in their respective outings uh, previously in this series. Strasburg winning Game 2, Bueller uh, pitching a shutout in game one where he was uh, phenomenal. But right away, after a 1-2-3 inning by Bueller in the top of the first, the Dodgers struck quick. Ground rule double by Jock Peterson to start this game. Max Muncy then hits a home run. Turner walks. Bellinger strikes out. You get a single by Matt Beatty, and then Corey Seager would ground into a double play. But the bottom of the first, it's 2-0. You knew the Nationals had no shot of winning this game if they weren't going to get innings out of Steven Strasburg. This Nationals bullpen was surviving by the skin of their teeth because Davey Martinez was making the decision to get creative, and we saw Scherzer come out of the pen in this series. We saw Corbin come out of the pen twice in this series, including tonight. In Game 3, he obviously got bombed, but either way, they knew that outside of Hudson and outside of Doolittle, this was not a bullpen that was deep or any good. In fact, they were among the worst bullpens in all of baseball that season. And you find yourself already down 2 nothing. Not necessarily a good sign, especially when you get to the bottom of the second. And Kike Hernandez leads off with a home run. And it's 3 nothing Dodgers. You feel like, here we go again. I mean, it's going to be another Nationals loss in Game 5 of the National League Divisional Series. Bueller especially looked phenomenal on this night. It's it's sad, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, how it was really an overlooked, awesome performance by the, the second-year stud out of Vanderbilt University. But in the third inning, the Dodgers didn't score, but they continued to press Strasburg. Strasburg would throw 
23 pitches in the third inning. I mean, this was ideal. This was everything the Dodgers wanted. Even if they weren't able to get another run across the board, it seemed like Strasburg was going to be out of this thing in four or five innings, and that was exactly how you drew it up, because if the Nationals had a lead late in this game, and you could go to Hudson and go to Doolittle, you felt like they had a shot, but playing from behind, you know, they, they got a great rally in the National League wildcard game off of Hayter, but a big reason for that was that Strasburg came out of the bullpen and pitched those three scoreless innings. Who knows what would have happened if you would have had to have Rainey or had to have Fernando Rodney come out of the pen and try to pitch some innings for you. So this was looking like another nightmare scenario for the Washington Nationals. And Walker Bueller kept rolling, man. I mean, he was scoreless. Through five innings, in the top of the sixth, he gives up a leadoff double to Anthony Rendon, followed by an RBI single by the youngster Juan Soto to make it 3-1, to one. but any possibility of a threat was quickly extinguished uh, in the next at-bat. Howie Kendrick, who had a really brutal series, I mean, bad base running, errors defensively, poor at-bats, he grounds into a 4-6-3 double play, and it seemed like in some of these later innings, especially the seventh, which I'm about to talk about, seemed like the Nationals were trying to fight back. It seemed like that the at-bats were there, the focus was there, but they were being turned away with every opportunity. You get to the top of the seventh, Kurt Suzuki gets hit by a pitch to lead off that inning. Michael Taylor strikes out as Dribble Cabrera would then line out to center, and Trey Turner would walk, ending Walker Bueller's night. A, a Herculean effort by the kids. Six and two-thirds, four hits, one earned run, three walks and seven strikeouts on 117 pitches, especially for a guy that young to throw 117 pitches in the postseason. This was going to be, this has gone down as probably one of the most forgotten, remarkable performances in postseason history. He was going to be the hero of this series. He was going to win games one and five to, to clinch this series. I love Walker Bueller, man. I mean, he's only going to be in his third year this season, assuming, of course, we have a season, which it does look like right now, we will. I said this after he pitched a shutout in game one, I believe six scoreless innings in that ball game. I think this kid might be the, the Dodgers version of what Madison Bumgarner was for the Giants. I think this dude is just ice cold, love watching him pitch, and he leaves this game with a 3-1 lead. Now, Dave Roberts had several options here, you know, in that Dodgers bullpen. He decides to go with Clayton Kershaw out of the pen to face Adam Eaton. Three pitches, he strikes him out in a slider. And in that moment, it felt like, okay, this might be it. This might finally be the final nail in the coffin for a Nationals team, which had been very impressive, fighting back after that horrible start in the regular season, fighting back against Hayter in the NL wildcard game, and being able to take two games against the Dodgers in this series. The Dodgers were six outs away, and they seemed poised and ready to go to their fourth straight National League Championship Series. Is that what happened? Well, we'll talk about the craziness next. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Now, maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale in 2020. If you are looking to lose weight Willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings Smart Scales are known for durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. 
Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on you. But Withings Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at withings.com for a limited time. Go to withings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com backslash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com backslash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. And we're back. So like I said, Dodgers up 3-1 to one with Clayton Kershaw still on the mound in the top of the eighth inning. We'll talk about that decision here in a second. Anthony Rendon on a 1-0 count hits a home run to left field. It's 3-2. to two. Anthony Rendon so good for that baseball team last year. I mean, a borderline MVP season. Finished pretty close to winning the MVP. I believe he finished third for the award. He was just awesome last season, but it's three to two. Thankfully, you have that insurance run. You have a little bit of, of room to work with. Just one bad pitch, but then on the very next pitch to Juan Soto, we were right back where we started. Now the batter is Juan Soto. He swings and belts one a deep right center field. Way back, going, going, and gone! Goodbye! Halfway up the pavilion, a tremendous game. Tying home run by Juan Soto. Went with a radio call there. That one from Charlie Slawis on the Nationals' flagship radio station, 106.7, The Fan, there in Washington, D.C. It's a 3-3 game. Kenta Maeda comes out of the bullpen. He strikes out Kendrick, Zimmerman, and Jan Gomes to retire the side, but the damage was done, and so much was said after this ballgame about how Dave Roberts managed or mismanaged the bullpen. Look, you can never trust Kershaw in October, and I love Clayton Kershaw. He's one of the greatest pitchers who's ever lived, but he is nothing if not remarkably inconsistent in October. Kenta Maeda had been flat-out dominant for the Dodgers coming out of the pen in this series. Now, I don't I don't think it was a bad idea to bring Kershaw in to face Adam Eaton in the top of the seventh with two outs. You have a lefty-on-lefty matchup, it, favorable for Kershaw. You re- rely on him to get one big out. That's exactly what he did. Uh, and I'm even fine leaving him in to face Rendon, but when you give up that home run and, and the leash should already be pretty short, that's when I think they should have gone with Maeda. They didn't. Kershaw gives up back-to-back home runs, and this game, which seemed like it was completely in the Dodgers' control, especially early on, was all of a sudden tied up. We'll jump ahead to the bottom of the ninth. Daniel Hudson, who had essentially become the closer, kind of shared the closer's role with Sean Doolittle late in the season after Hudson was acquired from the Blue Jays at the trade deadline. Uh, He comes in in the bottom of the ninth, strikes out Corey Seager, gives up a single to Kike Hernandez. Then Will Smith, on the first pitch he saw, hit a fly ball deep to right field. It looked gone off the bat. He thought it was gone, did the bat flip. I mean, even Hudson's body language kind of indicated, I think he thought it was gone. Just, just missed it. Adam Eaton able to make the catch there out in right field. Chris Taylor would line out to center in the next at-bat. So we go to extra innings. Now, Joe Kelly was in the game now. Joe Kelly had a, a phenomenal ninth inning. He struck out Michael Taylor and Matt Adams and got Trey Turner to kind of hit a lazy fly ball to right. He brings him back out for another frame. 
Joe Kelly is one of the nastiest relievers in baseball. He has four pitches you can strike guys out with. He's insanely inconsistent, like hilariously inconsistent. He'll have 20 game stretches where he has an ERA under one, and then he'll have a 15 game stretch where his ERA is like eight. He's insanely inconsistent, and they were really, really rolling the dice, bringing him out for a second inning. Now, they could have gone with Pedro Baez. They could have gone with uh, Kenley Jansen. A lot of people were mad that he didn't go with Kenley. Kenley Jansen wasn't very good last year, and while he had been yet to give up a run in this series, he'd blown eight saves, given up more hard contact and more home runs than he ever had before in 2019, and I think Roberts was probably a little bit hesitant to use him, but at this point, after the the first three batters, or I guess the first two before the intentional walk, you know Joe Kelly doesn't have it. You're already pressing it by having him go for a second inning. You got to get him out of the ballgame. Now, they had Jansen up. They decided not to go with him, and up in the dish now is Howie Kendrick, who had the Nationals have lost this series, would have been... hated by, by by Nationals faithful. He played some really dumb baseball in this series, but it's pretty amazing how things can change because after getting behind in the count 0-1, Kelly threw Kendrick in a 0-1 fastball on the inside part of the plate, and this happened. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick has done it. They're going crazy in the Nationals dugout. I know he hadn't had a great series, but Howie Kendrick for this baseball team was a godsend for them, and in this moment hits the biggest home run in Washington Nationals history, or at least it was for about two, three weeks. We'll talk about another one here uh, later on in this list. A a monster, monster shot. When he initially hit it, I knew it was going to be good enough to get the run in because the, the pitch was inside, but Kendrick, always been a very strong hitter, was just able to lift it to center, and Bellinger at center field just kept going back and back until finally it was over the fence. You bring in Sean Doolittle to close it out. He strikes out A.J. Pollock. Max Muncy grounds out. Then Justin Turner flies out to center on a play where Michael Taylor made a diving catch for the final out, and the Nationals officially win their first playoff series in franchise history. I mean, from a historical standpoint, this game is remarkably relevant. The Nationals would go on to win the World Series. It was an amazing moment, and this team had so many trials and tribulations along the way. They were tested so many times, and this was just another example of this team having their backs against the wall and finding a way to win. And one thing that gets lost in all of this is Steven Strasburg ended up going six innings on this evening, which was a, a massive, massive performance. It might not look like the best stat line, six innings, six, six hits, three runs, one walk, and seven strikeouts. They needed those innings out of him, and it was just another example of Steven Strasburg in the postseason cementing his legacy as one of the best pitchers of a generation. For the Dodgers, this was heartbreaking. I mean, this th- I've talked about the Dodgers before on this podcast. They are kind of a perfect organization. They have a whole lot of money, and they spend it pretty well. They draft well. They scout well. They've had rookie, rookies of the year and MVPs and Cy Youngs. There is one major thing missing. No world championship in the Andrew Friedman era, and it's shocking. And I think this one, even more so than some of the World Series losses, may have hurt the most because, look, this Nationals team was gutsy, man. And they were very, very good. Dodgers were loaded. 
and they fell apart once again to an inferior team in the postseason, and it's led to another year, another round of can the Dodgers finally get over the hump? You know, it, it's so weird because for the longest time, the Nationals were that team. They were the, they're eventually going to fail team that we saw in the postseason almost every year. That has changed. It's now Los Angeles. Every time, no matter the record, no matter how well they finish in the standings, you always think at some point they're going to blow it. And until we're proven wrong, I think a lot of people are going to share that mindset. An incredible game, an incredible moment for a really gutsy Nationals team pulling this game out, shocking baseball and shocking Los Angeles. Uh, A remarkable game. Very, very fun game to watch. It had a little bit of everything. So that is going to do it for this week of podcast. Thank you very much for supporting this and listening to me. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2-0-1-4. You can follow this show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. And eventually I'll be doing doing mailbags again. And you can email me those questions at LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. And if you feel nice, which I hope you do, you should always be nice. Please go to Apple Podcasts and leave a positive review under the review section. When you look at this podcast, it would be much appreciated. So thank you very much for continuing to support what I do. If you enjoy this podcast as well, please spread the word, share it with people, let them know what you're listening to, and hopefully they can be locked on soon enough with Locked On Tigers. So thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend and go Tigers.